welcome to the Taproom Exclusive. I'm your host, Dean Zarbaugh. Today's show is sponsored by House of Helga. Are you a brewery looking for some vibrant, stunning artwork to slap on that freshly bottled or canned beer? Or maybe you're starting a brewery and need help coming up with a logo. If so, contact House of Helga for all your design needs. They've worked with Masthead, Streetside, and yours truly here at the Taproom Exclusive. You can check out Kyla's entire portfolio of incredible work at houseohelga.com. On today's show, I chat with Ralph Scro, brewmaster for Terrestrial Brewing Company in Cleveland over their Walkabout New England IPA. But first, a taste of what's going on in the craft beer world with this week's Tasting Glass, brought to you by Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News. Our friends at Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News are reporting that there is a new brewery in planning for Amherst, Ohio. Not much is known about Ghost Tree Brewing Company, except that it is a brewery and a smokehouse. As we learn more, we'll pass along what we know on this latest entry into the growing Lorain County craft beer scene that includes Avon Brewing Company, Railroad Brewing Company, Franklin Brewing Company, Bascule Brewery and Public House, and the in-development Unplugged Brewing Company in Illyria, and the Mechanic Street Brewing Company in Wellington. Stay up to date on all things Ghost Tree by liking them on Facebook, and make sure you're subscribed to Northeast Ohio Craft Brewery News while you're at it. The Akron Beacon Journal is reporting that the Medina Beer Fest will be returning on April 4th, 2020. This year's festival will be held at the new Foundry Social from 6 p.m. until 10 p.m. The breweries attending will be announced closer to the event date. General admission tickets are $40 and VIP tickets are $50. Designated driver tickets are $14 and tickets can be purchased at MainStreetMedina.com. Madtree has announced that they have joined 1% for the Planet. Madtree wanted to amplify their community impact and 1% for the Planet is the perfect way to carry out their mission of connecting people to nature and each other. Madtree is committing themselves to donating 1% of their annual sales to environmental, sustainability-focused nonprofits. Wherever you are, whatever Madtree beer you're drinking, you're living 1% better. For more on this, check out Madtree Brewing Company on Facebook. And that's all for this week's Tasting Glass. My interview with Ralph Scro from Terrestrial Brewing Company in Cleveland, Ohio is up next. Welcome back to the Taproom Exclusive. I am here with Ralph Scro at Terrestrial Brewing Company. What's up? What's up? Uh, we have moved on to the Walkabout, yeah. which labeled a New England IPA. Yes. Yeah, so, but how can it? Can, how does it differ than a quote unquote New England IPA? So we actually use a Kolsch yeast for it. Uh, Interesting to experiment. Um, I've heard of a couple people using Kolsch yeast for. Uh, for hazy IPAs, um, it's it's in the fermenter right now. We're releasing it on the eighth. Um, it's tasting really good right now, uh, but you know we'll, we'll we'll see we'll see what happens final product. Uh, but this beer is designed uh, to to basically raise money for the Australian wildlife uh, that has been you know kind of in a not so good good place uh, due to all their fires. Uh, so the eighth, which well, this this will be up. Uh, this will be up past the eighth, I because right. the sixth will be the first episode. Awesome. So. Cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we we hopped it with a, a New Zealand hop blend, uh, which is which is pretty cool. Uh, that's kind of a newer hop blend that BSG had for us to try. Um, it's not quite Australia, but hey, New Zealand's 
close enough, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so you know, we we wanted to to get something together pretty quickly for for the Australian fires. Uh, as it's kind of our mo, we we do a lot of donations to uh, to animals and environment. It's kind of a what we do here. Um, so yeah, I'm curious to see. You know, Colshi's supposed to not let the haze drop out, which we really never really have problems with here at the brewery. Um, I was kind of more, uh, you know, kind of experimenting with kind of what hop flavor profiles we'd get with that yeast. Yeah. They seem, a, at this moment, uh, seem like a touch muted from like a normal like London 3 or uh, we've used, uh, you know, British 5 from Omega, which has been pretty interesting uh, as well. Uh, but yeah, hey, you got to experiment, man. You'll never know. Yeah. You'll never know until you try. That, it sounds really interesting. I, that, that's one I, I'll have to come back up here and, and try because that sounds I, – I don't know if I've had a, a New England that's had a Colchis yet. I, I had maybe like ah, – shit, maybe a, two years ago now. Uh, I was up at uh, Hoof Hearted, uh, and they had like a really weird cashmere uh, beer on with uh, Colchis. I think they actually called it a Kolsch. It was not a Kolsch. <laughs> <laughs> it was like a happy Kolsch. Yeah, it was, it was the exact opposite of what I think of a Kolsch. But, uh, um, so that was like the first time I ever heard of it. And then a couple other people, uh, you know, along the ways have, have told me that, you know, it's something to give a try. And, hey, I have the system conducive for it. So, hey, why there not? Go. <laughs> go for it. Uh be aggressive, right? Right. Go for it. <laughs> See what happens. Uh, and it's, you know, like you were saying in the last episode, it's fun to experiment like that. Oh, yeah. Um, you never know unless you try it. Right. And it sounds like it's going to be a pretty good beer. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, definitely get up here and, and try that. Yeah. Uh, we'll donate, like, uh, I think it's 10% of all the sales of the beer will go directly to uh, Wildfire Relief. Nice, and it, it's it's sad that more people don't know about how severe it really is. Oh yeah, it's uh, it's out there. real bad. Um, uh, high grain brewing. I don't know if you saw that they're doing a sort of like a resilience type right. movement. I saw. I think um, Sierra Nevada is bringing, Sierra's back bringing the... that one too, uh, which is awesome. And high grain put into perspective uh, the area. Is basically like the size of Ohio, or it like stretches from like Lexington to Indiana. Like the way they described it was, it it really just made it. Oh yeah, hit home when you can sort of realize for sure like how how much damage is actually being done out there. And oh yeah, it's nice that again we were talking last week about community coming together for other people and how this industry just really excels at that. Right. And this is just further evidence of, of why I like this industry. And oh, yeah. Oh, so yeah. thank you guys for, for doing that, oh. uh, for, you know, doing your part. I yeah. mean, we can all chip in how we can. You yeah, know, for sure. It's, it's really thank you guys for coming up and supporting it. You know, we, we just plan these things and it's you guys who actually accomplish it. I mean, we kind of help, but... <laughs> well, it's nice to know that there is that community out here that, that grips towards that, that really gravitates towards that. Right. Um, that, you know, is when that taps, that this place is going to be packed. and For sure. Yeah, uh, it's, it's, it's interesting. You know, my wife, was, she was at a concert 
two nights ago, and she saw uh, this this female singer songwriter Courtney Barnett, and she's oh, from I Australia. Oh, I love Courtney Barnett. She was at the Cleveland Museum of Art of all places, just random. Oh my god, how did I miss this? <laughs> it was a, like an intimate, like maybe four hundred people show, oh, or whatever. Man. But um, you know, she's from Australia, and she was saying, uh, you know, not only is you know the fires you know, are, are crazy, but you know it's affecting the weather. There's giant windstorms and. You know, temperatures are plummeting because of, you know, of smoke and ash and wow. and all this stuff. So it's, you know, then there's major floods and, you know, it, it affects, you know, not just the fires. It's, you know, it's everything kind of coming together. Mother Nature being absolutely crazy. Um, but so, yeah, it's it's cool for us to, to, you know, support things like that. It makes makes us feel better in the long run. Um, you know, I, I love giving back. I, I don't need to be a millionaire. It'd be nice, but I don't need to be one. <laughs> what are you going to do with a million dollars? I'd probably play a lot of video games and eat Cheetos or something. The New England IPA trend, is that something that you... I, I love them. Don't right. get me wrong. I, I love me a good clean lager, I, but I love oh, a good hazy go. IPA too. Um <laughs> Is that something that I, cause I know there are a few brewers who kind of were resistant to, right. to doing it. Was that something that you kind of jumped head first into, or was it something you kind of resisted at, at uh, first? I unfortunately loved them. Um, you know, we started making them, you know, pretty soon after we opened. Uh, and it's something that has always intrigued me. It really is a technically extensive style. Yeah. Like you can't really fake it. It's either you make a good one or you haven't figured it out yet. Uh, so I like that aspect of it. Um, you know, I think they can be really good. I've kind of been sick of making them lately. <laughs> uh, I, I still like, I, I guess I still like it. But, you know, it's a longer brew day. Uh, it's an ungodly amount of money in hops. Uh, and, you know, you're, you you got to get kind of the best of the best hops. And it's like, man... I wish I would have used that Galaxy in a West Coast IPA. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, they're, they're cool. I mean, we'll, we'll continue to make them. Um, you know, I I don't want to be one of the breweries that just focuses solely on that. Um, you know, no, you know, not offending any other brewery. But, right. you know, I, I hate when I go to places and they have four New England IPAs on and one i don't know pastry stout and it's just like don't you guys like make any other beer like i would be so bored if i only brewed new england ipas or you know you gotta you gotta have some some variety but you know more power to them those places are real successful they're making a lot more money than i am (laughs) but well you know uh yeah to each their own everybody you know if we all like the same thing there'd only be one kind of thing and uh you know i I like variety too, and there's that old cliche, you know, the variety is the spice of life type thing. So it's like, I like to go into a place and see, okay, how do you do this style, and how do you do this style, and you know, I want to sure. see, you know, and one one cool thing about that style is like, it kind of affected how we brew a ton of other styles, uh, which is interesting, you know, just experimenting with like temperature of whirlpool and lowering your temperature of your whirlpool to like get more hop flavors out fermentation hops i don't think anybody was thinking about fermentation hops uh you know before new england ipas and for those who don't know who that what it is literally while the beer's fermenting you hit it with a dry hop charge um which a ton of brewers in the area and you know across the country are are now doing fermentation hops and their west coast ipas and 
other pale ales and man does that really really change things up uh which is which is cool so i mean i guess you got to contribute new england ipa to kind of helping a lot of other aspects of oh of yeah what what we do so that's interesting i hadn't i hadn't thought of that before yeah uh before you said that because i i don't get into the i nothing against it. i just i can't understand the technical side of it as much <laughs> i'm not i'm not as smart in that aspect um so i i wouldn't i didn't i had no idea that yeah. like those that even happened oh, yeah uh, yeah, so that's a, I learned crazy. something new. It's always <laughs> nice to do that. That's another another fun aspect of of doing the show. You know, but I would bet, like you know, you talk to you know six brewers in the area. I bet you, you know, five of them are doing fermentation hops in most of their IPAs. And you know, like I said, I don't think anyone that was on anybody's radar before. You yeah, know, these haze clouds of throat burn came so don't around. knock it man <laughs> so don't knock it it's changing it's revolutionizing yeah, i love when my when my throat burns from hops <laughs> i love hops man me uh, too get, load me up with them i'm good to go <laughs> like there there was a couple a couple nights ago i i had a few beers and I, I went back the next day and i looked at everything that i had and i was like wow all hazy new england like <laughs> i didn't mix it up at all like i just went back to back to back and i was like all right <laughs> Might have a little. Wonder why my throat's sore today. Right, for sure. Like, oh, that's uh, maybe I got to be a little better at picking, <laughs> picking something to smooth out the end or something. Um, anything else about the uh, walkabout uh, or the uh, the fundraising that you wanted to get out? Not really. I mean, if we, uh, you know, when this airs, you get up here. We probably still have some left, so. Uh, and yeah, if you guys, uh, get up here and hopefully you'll see me up here, uh, when you are, uh, get up here and try it and try everything else up here. Cause, uh, these guys are doing some really good stuff and thank you, um, thank you. I, I can't say enough good things. Tune in next week for another all new episode of the taproom exclusive. <laughs>